Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses Podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. What would be the biggest hindrance to prepare for Jesus' coming? There can be many different things, but in today's passage, Revelation chapter 3, it is lukewarmness. Lukewarmness. What is lukewarm? Is it a cold water or hot water? And we're going to get into that. We'll define what the lukewarmness in this passage. So if that is the problem, then we need to know how we can, how how this problem can be solved. So let's delve into um, Revelation chapter 3 together. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I'm rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing. And you do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich, and white garments so that you may clothe yourself, and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed. And I solve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Amen. Amen. Now, there are three things I want to draw from this passage. The first one is lukewarmness. So, this is the problem. Second, uh, and third one is how you can solve this problem of lukewarmness. The second one is buy gold refined. The third one, invite Jesus in. So, let's look at one by one. Let's look at the lukewarmness of this church. Now, the, the context of this passage is this, that the Holy Spirit was speaking to the seven churches of Asia. So, the chapter 2 was four churches, and chapter 3 is three churches that the Holy Spirit is speaking to. Now, there are so many things the Holy Spirit is speaking, but especially in this context today, about the uh, the problem of lukewarmness was the problem of Church of Laodicea. And unlike the other churches, Church of Laodicea only received rebuke. And it's she did not receive any compliments. So that's the uniqueness. Though she had uh, definitely problem. So what is this lukewarmness meaning in this passage? So let's look at today's passage together. So starting from verse fifteen, it says, "I know your deeds." Again, this is the Holy speaking Holy Spirit speaking to the church. By the way, um, in this. Chapter 2 and chapter 3, we see the Holy Spirit is not speaking to individual, but the speaking, he is speaking to the churches. Now, we, sometimes we may think like, you know, uh, as we're moving toward the future and we need to listen to the, some kind of prophecy about my future, individual future. However, we need to be careful about that. As we see in this passage from last week and then today's, uh, this week, Holy Spirit is speaking to the body of Christ Jesus. And he already spoke to this church. And this is the uh, still the same message for uh, applying for us as well. So we need to pay attention as.
as body of Christ Jesus, not just an individual, but we need to pay attention to uh, the Holy Spirit speaking to our church even now these days as well. So let's, with that mindset, let's continue. It says, I know your deeds, not individual, but the church of Laodicea. I know what you have done, church, uh, the church of Laodicea. That's, and then he continued to say, you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you would cold or hot. So either it's the, the both of them are good, right? Either um, hot or cold. But what's in between? It is a lukewarmness. It says in verse 16, So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Wow, this is a very... Uh, very um, the harsh or strong word. I'm going to spit you out from my mouth. Now, let me give you some uh, ge- geographical uh, the uh, background for this. Now, Laodicea, and there's uh, the different city. Laodicea was receiving water from that different city, and then that that city was with the hot spring. So they enjoyed hot water there. But by the time when the water reached Laodicea, the water, the temperature went down, so it became lukewarm. The problem is, it was useless. It became useless. So it was not used for hot water. It was not used for cold water. You know, both of the hot and cold water are useful for most of people, but the lukewarm water was not a healthy water and it can cause a lot of different disease so in that context that the Holy Spirit is using the uh, the uh, using the real thing uh, as an illust- to illustrate what was the situation for the Church of Laodicea the Holy Spirit was speaking and exposing the deepest sin that was what was going on in the uh, Church of Laodicea so going back to today's passage it says God, Holy Spirit is going to speak you out of his mouth because she, the church of Laodicea, became useless because they were lukewarm. So what does really what does really mean here in verse 17? So it's uh, he says about the reason why he is why the reason why the church of Laodicea became lukewarm. It says because you say I am rich and have become wealthy and have need of nothing. So we can see the self-confidence or self-sufficiency here. I don't need anything. I'm already rich. But it says, you do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Wow. So we see here that the Holy Spirit is looking inside of their hearts but the church of Laodicea was very confident of herself. It's like, we don't need anything. But Holy Spirit knew exactly what they needed. Basically, they needed everything because they were horrible and they were poor. They did not really have anything, even though they thought they have everything. Now, that is the lukewarmness. Now, that is what the def- uh, how the Holy Spirit defines lukewarmness here. It's not really the literal meaning of hot and cold, but it is a self- self-sufficiency without really knowing what is true reality. Reality is horrible. So it is showing it's possible that people can think of themselves very highly, 
but inside the reality could be totally different. Just because you have a lots of things outside doesn't mean that your spirit, your inside, inward, internal reality is also good. Sometimes internal reality is not reflected outside. It cannot be matched, just like we see in this case. So we have to um, we have to be very careful not to deceive ourselves just because of uh, what's going on externally outside. So because the Laodicean church totally was uh, deceived by what was going outside. Now, so. The Holy Spirit is giving some more instruction right here. Look at verse 18. It says, I advise you, the lukewarmness is the deception. So it's because of a deception. So what is the, the solution? The Holy Spirit says, you need to do this. You need to buy a gold refined by fire. I advise you in verse 18 to buy from me gold the first one is gold refined by fire so that you may become truly rich, spiritually rich in this context, and white garments, the second element, so that you may clothe yourself so that you will not be naked spiritually, right? Shame of your nakedness will not be revealed. And then the third one is eye solve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. What's the problem? Because they could not see the spiritual reality. They just saw the external uh, bountifulness so that they were deceived by the outside external things. But you need to buy this eye solve. Now, this one, two, three elements, gold, white garment, and salt, eye solve, these things, these things are the famous products that the city of Laodicea uh, was, was selling to or exporting to all the other cities, around surrounding cities. So they may say, we already got all of this. Now we have clothes, we have isolves, and then we have the fine gold. However, the uh, Holy Spirit is speaking, using those elements to really illustrate what they really need. Just, uh, you said you have all those things, but in fact, you do not really have any of, any of those things. You need to get those things from me. From who? From God. Now, this city could get all these things by themselves they could because they are the producers of these things. But spiritually speaking, they were lacking all these things. So they needed to get it from the Lord. What does it really tell you? It means that we must not depend on our own resources that we produce, but we must depend on God, who is the true creator, who is the true producer. Now, the problem of Laodicea, the Laodicean church is this. They are so self-sufficient, they are so self-confident, and they are probably proud of themselves. Like, we don't really need anything. Look at us. You know, we, have, we are skillful, we are very... Um, we have all kinds of resources that we wanted so that we can produce all these things with our own hands. So I don't need your help. I can take care of this. I can manage myself. But the reality by the Holy Spirit is this. No, you need them from me. So buy gold from me and buy white, uh, white garments and I saw from me. So you can see clearly what is inside of you. So this is really the, the, this is God's plead that this church must turn away from him or herself 
and turn to the Lord. So we must not be self-sufficient. We must turn away from depending on ourselves, but we need to turn to the Lord and completely depend on trust in the Lord God Himself alone. That is so significant. Now, because we may think like, I've been a Christian for a long time, and I know a lot of resources, and I have so many great things that I can manage myself pretty well, but that might may be the most dangerous thing. Just because the mountaintop experience can be the, the deepest valley experience the next day. Now, America, United States, the country that I live, is a very well known for the Christian resources. The study says that America alone uh, has 90% of all Christian resources in the whole world. I mean, that is a lot of great resources. I mean, that, that's a lot of amount, plethora of uh, resources. But the, just because you have a lot of great resources doesn't mean that you are spiritually stronger or mightier, uh, better, superior to other countries. It can be opposite because we saw the case in Laodicea. They thought they had everything, but they had nothing. Likewise, we, we, we have so many things in our hands and we can just boast to our, our self. We are the producers. We are not importing anything from other, any other countries. We are making, creating resources and we are sending, we're selling all of them, exporting all of them to other countries. We're not receiving any missionaries for ourselves because we don't need any, any of them. We send missionaries to you so you listen to what we say. Well, we can can easily say that but we have to be very very careful because just because we reproduce something doesn't mean that we do not need anything we actually need a lot so I think we have to be exposed by the Holy Spirit and we need to see what was really lacking in us. Just like the church in Ephesus, they did a lot of things outside, but they were lacking the love for the Lord. They were lacking the first love. Laodicean church, they didn't get any compliment because you know they were just deceived by the self-deception. So we have to examine by the Holy Spirit where we are right now. We should not depend on what we have. We should not depend on the resources that we have. But we must depend on the Holy Spirit. We need to get this eye solved from the Holy Spirit so that we can truly see the true reality. So that we should not compare to other people and say, we don't need any help from you. But we need to be open-minded and we need to ask help from other brothers and sisters from other countries in the globe because God is with them as well and God is using them as well. So we must be open-minded. We must not say we are all sufficient. We don't need anything. We need each other. We need uh, other churches. We need other brothers and sisters. We need the Holy Spirit. We need God's illumination, God's help and God's illumining grace so that we will know what is really going on inside of us and we will so that we can truly be desperate for the lord for his help so lastly let's go to um the rest of the passage that we need to invite jesus in look at verse 19 it says those whom i love i reprove and discipline therefore be zealous and repent 
Yes, we see this constant message in the chapter 2 and chapter 3 that the Holy Spirit was speaking to the seven churches and uh, he was basically saying, you need to repent, you need to turn away. Not every church is perfect, but there are always things that we need to turn away from. So we can um, repent, but the repent is not a bad thing because that is actually the outcome of God's love because it says, with those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So even for this Laodicean church, God did not abandon this church. God loves this church of Laodicea, but they were, she was going through a lot of great mistakes. So the Holy Spirit was trying to discipline her so that she can repent from her sin of lukewarmness. So let's look at this. Uh, in verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door... And knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. Amen. Now, some people interpret this verse as the evangelistic invitation that Jesus is speaking to the non-believer. So the non-believer needs to open the door so that Jesus can come in. But in the context, this message is not for non-believer, but this message is for, first of all, to the church of Laodicea, and second is for the church. It is for the believers that, um, that as we repent of our sin, we need to constantly invite Jesus in. Well, the first Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, that the Holy Spirit lives in you, that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit does not leave you, right? So why do we have to invite Jesus in? continually doesn't he live with us forever yes he does but in this case even though the church of Laodicea was the body of Christ Jesus but they were lacking the presence of Jesus in their ministries in their church life because they felt they were acting like they're all self-sufficient that they did not really need Jesus at all but they needed him. We need Christ Jesus every day. Just because you worship the Lord yesterday doesn't mean that you don't need Him on next morning. Every day, Monday morning or Tuesday morning or Wednesday night, wherever we go, not just in the church building, but at our home, in our workplaces, everywhere we go, we need Jesus Christ. We intentionally need to invite Him, meaning that we're not just inviting Him for uh, to have fun, but we are dining with Him, meaning that we have a perfect relationship with him and also he is our lord lord and savior so that we let him drive our life he must be the driver and we are the passenger so every day we acknowledge the need of jesus christ we acknowledge the lordship of jesus christ so that let him lead our life every day so that must be the daily invitation of Jesus Christ into our life so that we'll not be deceived by self-sufficiency, but we'll be always being depending on the Lord Jesus all the way through. So that is the problem that Laodicean Church has and also resolution, the solution 
to that problem. But not just for the Laodicean church, but this is the same message for us as well as we prepare for Jesus' coming. Now, as we look at uh, this past the three chapters, chapter one through three, now we, you might have expected like uh, uh, how to prepare for Jesus' coming. There must be some special, special uh, direction or instruction that we have to uh, meet uh, there in a certain place and a certain time with a special people prepare for preparing for Jesus Christ. Well, actually, it's a very fundamental message. It's not too different from what we have already studied, but scripture is really telling us to prepare for Jesus' coming. We must go back to the basic, the foundation that we need to be illumined. We need to be exposed by the Holy Spirit that we need to turn away from our daily sin. We need to stop doing that and we need to continually trust in the Lord, love the Lord. We need to truly um, acknowledge the Lordship of Christ Jesus, surrender ourselves to the Lord. Daily we need to deny ourselves daily, take up the cross and follow Christ Jesus. That is all matching together here. And that is how we can uh, prepare for Jesus' coming. But not just individually, but as a church, as I mentioned. So, first of all, um, how should we live? We need to acknowledge our poor uh, the state, the spiritually, because just because, again, uh, the Laodicean church had a grievous mistake because they were thinking that they, were, they did not need anything because they had so much. It can happen to us as well. Let's say you've, you've been in the church for 20 years, 30 years, and you are theologians, and you are not only reading so many theological books, but you're writing some books as well, and then you, your bookshelf is filled with great Christian resources. Don't think that is your evidence of your faith. It can be totally opposite. Do not trust in your knowledge. Don't trust in your um, the uh, circle of peers. Do not trust in your years of ministry experience. Trust in the Lord Jesus alone. We always need to invite Him into our life that we must be like a fresh start each day, that we do not depend on what we studied and what we learned experienced yesterday. But today, this morning, at this moment, we trust in the Lord, depend on Him, and listen to Him and follow and obey whatever He says. So that we can go, we get over, we can overcome the uh, the lukewarmness. So let's finish with the final verse, verse twenty one. Verse twenty one. It says, "He who overcomes, I'll grant to him to sit down with me on my throne, on Jesus's throne, as I also overcame and I sat down with my Father on His throne." Amen. So we see the overarching message here that overcome, overcome. Overcome means there must be some obstacles that we need to win over. But this win, in this case, it's a lukewarmness. Lukewarmness comes from deception. So we must have, we must have the right faith and we must be guarded with the truth. First Peter chapter 1, 7. It says, the faith, have the faith refined by fire that is more valuable than gold. This faith is not shaken. This faith is a faithful faith that comes from the Lord. So have this faith. Firmly believe in Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior. 
so that you get over, overcome lukewarmness and you um, truly experience and receive this reward that Jesus promised. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you, we praise you for this precious message that you spoke to the Church of Laodicea, but you're also speaking to us as well. Father, please forgive us if there is anything that we depended on more than depending on you. Oh Lord, please forgive us. Cleanse our hearts so that we'll not be self-sufficient as the Laodicean Church was, but we would be always 100% surrendered to you and depending on you. And uh, we, are, we will truly follow you, that you are the driver, that we are just passengers. So Father, please continue to lead and guide us, Lord, to live that way, to overcome all the lukewarmness that, uh, that's in us so that we can receive this reward that you're promised. We thank you, pray, praise you in Jesus' holy name. I pray, amen.